Hello, everyone. This is Leila Del Duca, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, and they're really cool. Why the fuck do you guys keep waking me up so early? You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan Doyle and Gabe. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have the like energy to pew pew correctly. <laughs> pew pew pew. We're recording. What's up, everybody? Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. And today we are going to be talking about our pop culture classic picked by Jason Wells, uh, The Count of Monte Cristo, Zorro. from 2002. <laughs> Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo is a 2002 American historical adventure film that is an adaptation of the 1844 novel of the same name by Alexander Dumas. It was produced by Roger Birnbaum, Gary Barber, and Jonathan Glickman and directed by Kevin Reynolds and stars Jim Caviezel, Guy Pierce, and Richard Harris. It follows the general plot, uh, plot of the novel with the main storyline of the imprisonment and revenge preserved, but many elements, including the relationships between major characters and the ending, were modified, simplified, added, or removed. That's I like feel, a weird statement. Modified, I feel like simplified, we, added, or removed. <laughs> it's like a slogan it's, of some kind. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the same story, but everything's different. <laughs> yeah. It's like he like decides to call it the same thing and like he's still mad about like his dad, but then fuck it, we just went a different direction after that. <laughs> I feel like this movie started in eighteen seventy and like just ended. <laughs> I feel like this movie got way better when it became Zorro. <laughs> I I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> Like, I, I don't. I don't hate this movie. It's like the original is far worse than this one. I watched that one too, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen this in a while." It's and the book is like super overrated, in my opinion. It's like super. I don't know. It's dry. It's like hard to follow. I didn't enjoy it. Well, a big part of why the book is so weird is because it was originally a serial. So, like each chapter. Okay was like a magazine article that recaps the last chapter then yeah, it does new story do and then cliffhangers over and over and over again. <laughs> you would like, think if that was your median, like you would tell an exciting like your story would be exciting every couple of pages, not like drawn out like and really bright and boring. Like Yeah. People wow. just must have loved to like suffer in everything back in the day. Like I'm a <laughs> suffer in my reading, even. <laughs> it was just, it was gripping, bro. I think it was but, just a different time. Like people were really starved for entertainment, and he got paid per article. So he's like, "Well, let's have like thirty to forty filler yeah. episodes where he like discusses stuff." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was going to say, I think my main beef with this movie is that I just saw The Mask of Zorro first, which is just a much more fun movie than this movie, mm-hmm. and is basically the same storyline. Like, And I'm sure they ripped off the, amount of, the Count of Monte Cristo for their storyline, but um, it just, once you've, if you've seen that first, and then you go back to seeing like the dullish kind of movie it's based off of, it's like, eh, it's not as good. So what did you think of The Three Musketeers? 
Which, which one? The one that... Well, that's his, too. The, it's an Alexander yeah. Dumas. The Three Musketeers, I think, is... God, I haven't seen that movie in fucking forever. Because that was his next novel after this, I believe. Well, I've never that was that also a serial. Like, both of those books are, like, when unedited, like, one unabridged, both of those books are, like, 900 pages or like a thousand pages Damn. or something like that. They just keep one for alling like every 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> one for all. Uh, <laughs> also, I've never read that book, so I don't know too much about it. Besides, like, I have seen the movie, but it's been so long that I can't accurately tell you if I liked it or not. I don't remember loving it, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, and I- then... Man in the Ma- the Iron Mask was supposed to be. It's not a. It's not born from a film from a novel of Dumas, but it uses Dumas characters, and so that's kind of one of well, like what Gabe was saying earlier. It's kind of like the same but totally different kind of thing. <laughs> sure, it's exactly like the other one, but like we totally changed it. <laughs> So I think the kind of, like, this particular, like, kind of period piece that takes place, like, in this time period, in France specifically, is just never interesting to me. Like, it just seems like a bunch of whiny dudes that are all upset about something and feel the need to just kill each other over it. Like, (laughs) he, he... His friend who gets who sets him up for prison, like sets him up for prison because he wants his his girlfriend, his fiance. Like I think is his cousin. Yeah, probably, but that's not as abnormal in these books as probably you'd expect. I just think it's stupid, like (laughs) hey, I think your fiance's hot. All right. Like you know, like that's all it has to be. It doesn't have to be this. I'm gonna set him up for prison and then steal his woman. <laughs> and then when he gets out, he's like, "I'm gonna train relentlessly with this old man until I'm yeah. the best." And I'm like, "Just get a gun, dude!" Like, yeah, just you. just roll up on him. Like to have his revenge, he doesn't need to like make a long, drawn-out, like, plan. He just walks up to him and is like, bitch, I escaped. Murder, murder. <laughs> Doyle. Doyle. It was too early in the morning for him, too. He couldn't pew-pew right. <laughs> he couldn't pew-pew right. <laughs> for, and for years. Uh, this movie... It's too early to pew-pew. <laughs> I guarantee you this movie has, like, really good ratings and people love it. So oh, this sure. this movie was made with thirty five million, and it made and it, and it made seventy five point four million. So How many millions were spent on ruffles on clothing? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is ruffled. All all the money was spent on ruffles on clothing. The critics give it a seventy three percent, and the audience gives it an eighty eight percent. I'm Why? surprised by that. I thought the critics I'm, were going to be, like, way high. And I thought the audience would be way lower. Like, this... this I liked it. Was, I don't know what it is about it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And maybe it's because I don't have to keep fucking watching it over and over to actually give it, like, a legit review or, or it's part of something. The one time I'm going to watch it, I, I really enjoyed it. The pacing of this movie is just weird, man. Like, it's, it's slow, dialogue-driven... 
punctuated with extremely brief moments of action where you're just like, oh, all right, here we go. Oh, that's it. So, like, one of the fight scenes, like, the camera got, like, wrapped up with them, too. I forget which one, but it's, like, it's so close to them that you can't see shit, and it lasts for, like, yeah. five seconds. It's like, oh, damn, I found the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we'll talk about the plot really quick. The plot centers around a guy, like like Gabe said earlier. A guy. Uh, a dude who has gets a note from Napoleon Bonaparte, and he's supposed to deliver it to another guy in Marseille. You uh, said <laughs> And his friend gets jealous of that and of his fiance, and he sends him off to prison with the help of a guy whose boat uh, the guy thought he should be captain of. And then this is essentially the story of his revenge, getting out of prison, getting rich, and then humiliating everybody who fucked him. Again, seems like a lot of work. <laughs> like, <laughs> the French like, are petty. I think that's what bugs me the most and about roughly. this movie, is like the whole thing is super petty. Like, I, I get, like, he was tortured in prison, all that stuff. But, like, the origins of this whole thing is incredibly petty. And when he got out of prison, I mean, if I dove and found, like, 300 treasure chests full of gold or something, I'd be like, I'm going to get a different lady. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, I feel like the best true revenge would be, like, living his best life, you know? Don't get me wrong. Just be like, hey, that's me. I'm the guy. You sent me to prison. Now I'm rich as fuck. I'm not even doing that. I'm moving to the Caribbean. I'm setting up shop. I'm sending like an assassin to kill. I don't care. He needs to die. He's a punta. But, <laughs> but I don't need to be there and I don't need to risk all my new shit. Exactly. Send the Mexican to do it. Like <laughs> Be like, hey, bro. I'll kick you like taco money forever if you go kill this motherfucker. <laughs> you know the funny thing is in in movies like this, and I noticed it in Army of Dark Army of the Dead too, is that I mean I guess we notice it in all of them is the stupid decisions that people make. Why when the old man dies and they switch places, why he didn't leave him in the tunnel? Uh, and why he had to destroy one of the bricks, and maybe I missed that part, but like at least leave it a mystery a little bit rather than letting the bad the bad guys come in and discover the old man's body to where they could go out and find you and stop the process. You know, it's just a that was just a weird thing. I just leave him in the tunnel, then nobody'd know where the fuck he went. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> I love how inattentive the guards are. He's like, hey, between breakfast and dinner, we can do literally whatever the fuck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to figure out a movie I don't like. like. I mean, it's just... It was just boring to me. Sorry, I'm sure that's wrong of me. But I, I feel like I'm supposed to like this movie, but it's just like the whole time I was like, I'm going to like it soon. I'm going to like it. When this happens, I'm gonna like it later. No, it's like I just don't like it. Doyle, just Antonio Banderas isn't in it. Eighty-eight percent of a hundred thousand people disagree with you. I'm sure so, that's fine. So what? Yeah. Like even at, even at the very the majority end, of people are wrong. You know. <laughs> Like, even at the very end, when she's like, it's actually his son, you're like, yeah, 
We know. Yeah. Like, duh. Get it. <laughs> and, Swerve. Then he, and then when he shows up to, like, fight uh, against... Fight his dad against his dad, basically. <laughs> he's all, he's all. You, you know, you're trying to destroy my family's life, and it takes literally thirty seconds of explanation. They're like, no, no, he's your dad, and he immediately is just like, oh, okay, dad. For my whole life, you lied to me. <laughs> like, uh, I had an inkling it was that because the, the, it wasn't hidden very well. The twist, <laughs> no. Speaking of not hitting very well twists, just because we discussed it in, the, in our other episodes this week, so Spiral came out like immediately to rent. Yeah, we nice. talked about it, and I rented it, and that twist is hella garbage. Like, oh no, it's like telegraphed from the very beginning. You, you like meet him, and you're like, that dude's a bad guy. Like, <laughs> he disappears. No, it's not really him. He didn't really get killed, and he's definitely the bad guy. And like, the whole ending, too, is just so garbage. I want to talk oh, about the movie. I didn't hate it, but... I like I didn't this. hate it, but, man, like, the whole just way it... Like, when you break in as the police, and you see a guy fucking marionetted, and then he points a gun at you, like, you're not like, oh, if I blow him away, I bet those strings attached to his arm still controlling that gun are going to keep pointing at me. <laughs> Even though they don't, which is retarded. And the other guy who's like to the right of them, they can't see him at all. He's like going down a noisy ass, like fucking elevator. <laughs> they don't see him at all. He's like a ghost, bro. Fucking Chris Rock is screaming at him, pointing, and they're just like looking at him, like, no, fuck you, black guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, going back to Count of Monte Cristo, I think that's a big, a big part of the problem in this movie is part of it. I think everybody on some level is familiar with this story. Like, because it's, it's been turned into like other movies. It's, yeah. you know, it's been adapted to film. Like I think three times, four times. So like everybody has this concept of, you know, guy gets wrongfully imprisoned, escapes from prison, revenge plot. Right. It's like, Man, a every, super, like it's like every a super, of this movie is better too. <laughs> Like it's a it's a super basic premise, so yeah. there's no suspense at all. Like through the whole movie, you know he's gonna get out of prison. You know he's gonna find all the money. You know he's gonna get his revenge. Like you know it's gonna have like a happy ending, and it's just you know as a consequence, the slow pacing, like all the moments where he's like trying to add like justification or you know or he's you know reasoning things out or he's wrestling with things you're just like look you're you're on a single track there's no twists and turns on this road like it's clearly going to go exactly the way that we expect it to go and i think even when this movie came out that it people were like that already but they people like that movie and that story and that's fine but coming back and watching it you know what close to 20 years later it's like man this same story has been done so much better so many times like shawshank redemption is this movie minus the revenge story and it's a million times better because it's just about him like getting out of prison and like effectively 
gaining his freedom. He does exactly what we suggested. He fucking moves to the Caribbean and says fuck it to everything else, you know? I would have never linked these two movies together, but you could be right there. Uh, the Princess Bride, a much easier link. Far better film. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, the, the first Zorro with Antonio Banderas, fucking exact same plot. Better film. Yeah, it's just way funny. It's way funner. Like It had... I think that's the other thing that this movie really suffers from for me is it takes itself so fucking seriously. Oh, yeah. These are dramatic actors playing dramatic roles. Dude, there like, are so many ruffles and so many wind shots in this movie. It's like, are we enough wind? Enough wind for the ruffles? Like, I swear it's on purpose because it's just too of much. Of course it's on purpose. It's like I need I need his hair and his ruffles blowing that way. <laughs> I need him talking that way. Yeah. It is too much for me. I'm seeing if it won any awards to justify justify the deep acting. I'm sure they was going for it. Doesn't look like it did. Outside the acting is like above average, but it's not great acting. It's not mind blowing acting. It's not terrible. Yeah, it doesn't look like it won anything. Not shocked. <laughs> so, it is kind of crazy how many famous people ended up in this movie, too. Like, Henry Cavill's in it, Guy Pierce is in it, Jim Caviezel is in it. Look at Henry Cavill's uh, in the movie? Yeah, oh, Luis Guzman you. is in it. He plays... Uh, Cavill is his son. Right? <laughs> yes. I still don't... I don't see it, but I didn't notice. I thought, uh, yeah, I didn't know until you would just started talking about the actors. I thought uh, Dumbledore was in this fucking movie. Who, who? Richard Harris. Oh, that's right. He is. He starts talking, and I was like, that sounds awfully wizardy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to talk shit to those like, old actors about this movie. Remember that time you made that horrible Count of Monte Cristo movie? What was that like? What was that like? Well, I'm giving it an 80 because I enjoyed it on my first watch. So you that's where that I'm at. I did. I really liked it. I, I watched, the funny thing is I watched the other one, too, because uh, I thought I was watching that one instead of this one. And uh, I think the, the first one was so bad that you liked this one that much. It, it could be. Yeah. Very possible because that be. one is incredibly it's like if you ate me eat a bowl of dog poop and then gave me a bowl of pistachio ice cream but it was pretty good but i normally hate pistachio ice cream man fuck you i literally had pistachio ice cream on purpose yesterday i do love pistachio I some love... people like it but i think it's hot wet super garbage but what's he, what's, people like it what's even maybe, better is pistachio gelato maybe we're in the 80 percent of people that like pistachio ice cream and yeah. <laughs> or 88 percent of people that like pistachio ice cream pistachio ice cream just tastes like Wood pine to me or something. I don't know. It does not taste like food. I don't get it. Somewhere in my taste buds, probably. You can tell that we all love this movie so much because we are literally talking about pistachio ice cream instead. <laughs> yeah, but we're 18, 19 minutes in. And oh, that's fair. So you give it, you gave it a what? I gave it an 80. I gave it a solid B. 80. Jesus. It's a B minus. What do you give it, bud? I was at like 65. I was like, it's not, like, nothing about it is god-awful, but nothing about it is good, like, great, either. Like, the acting is, like, me. 
the I mean, I would say like maybe the visuals are really good. Like as far as like the time piece, they obviously spent a fuck ton of money oh, making rough. it look time like period correct. <laughs> Evidently that's just ruffles and wind, but it looks good <laughs> as far as that's so much, so much wind in the eighteenth century. <laughs> yeah. You know what's weird is it's like as Americans are we just so positioned against France that we just hate even French ideals like, <laughs> like, the French looks like the French. <laughs> like I just did not I I didn't like it. Sixty five percent. You oh you what you sixty five percent, you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I would actually probably go a little bit lower on it for me. Like I think I'm at about a sixty percent for this movie. What do you think Tim would be at? Ten uh, percent. Yeah, he really hated it. I, I, I think. Oh yeah, he said he hated it. Multiple yeah, times. he said it was boring. I think for me, it's not even. It's not. I'm, I'm with Doyle. It's not a bad movie. It's just that it. It's such familiar territory that it doesn't deserve to spin its wheels as much as it does. Like I get what they're going for. That they're trying to make like a period piece. That they're trying to make it kind of. Well, I guess they're not trying to make it accurate to fucking the book at all, but <laughs> but they're trying they're trying to create like that kind of feel, and I think they're very successful at that. It's just that while being successful at giving it that period feel, they forgot they needed to make a movie that was interesting, <laughs> like <laughs> you know. It, so it's it's like a sixty for me. It's not it's not great. Maybe France just isn't interesting. No, France is. That's a lie. I've been there. Super interesting. I know. I've been there. I know. That's a lie. (laughs) I like like French food. I like French comic books. I like French music. I just don't like. I'm betting you just like French fries. Me? Well, those are technically from Belgium, but you know. I know. Real French food is actually not that fucking good. I like the food. I love French food, man. I was not a fan. Wait, you need to go. You went there? When did you go there? It was probably like fourteen. Wow, nice! I didn't know that. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of. I, I've been a few places in Europe. I really just wasn't a fan of like European food that much. Uh, besides, besides Italy, to be honest with you, which is I know is like cliche, but they have some good <laughs> fucking meats. Spaghettios. Yeah, got the pizza. We gave it a sixty-eight percent. That's the TOTLB score. We're keeping a master list, yeah? Yeah, um, I'll keep it. Uh, 68. Also, twice so this is in fourth place. Also, pistachio ice cream, 7% of people like that. <laughs> Did you literally look it up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez, that's, I didn't expect cause I, feel I didn't like know I it was that unpopular. Pistachio ice cream. <laughs> How did you, what did you look up to find that stat? Percentage of people who like pistachio ice cream. That's fit. That's fit. <laughs> you guys are pretty low on that list. Evidently, I'm, I'm the right one. <laughs> I'm the one with the taste buds that are real. You're the successful one. Uh, no, Honestly, I, it, it tastes like pine cones to me. Like, I don't get it. Give me strawberry any day of the week. I do like strawberry as well. Depends on the day. Strawberry is definitely my favorite. I'm not a big ice cream eater. Sophia's favorite. Me is, I literally cannot remember the last time I ate ice cream, but I like strawberry. I had ice cream yesterday with Sophia. 
She loves the grape cream. Never heard it's of Sophia. That. Sophia, uh, that person's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the grape kind? Oh man! It's I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever had it. Honestly, she's here for like three more weeks. Oh. She, she's uh, she's the manager for the track and field team, and their season's not over yet. So uh, get some. It's a, all right, well, uh, Monte Cristo is a good sandwich, um, but let's take us out of this episode. <laughs> Delicious sandwich, <laughs> mediocre movie. <laughs> that Juan really liked, and that's totally fine. No, I want to see a sandwich dressed up in like a ruffly that. shirt blowing in the wind. <laughs> we'll have to cut a napkin and ru- ruffle the napkin around <laughs> yeah, the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it's like- you fried my father. Happy <laughs> birthday. Oh, Take us man. out, Gabe. Well, on that note, be sure to find us at TOTLB.com. That's where you can get access to all of our social media as well as our shop. Find us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash TOTLB. There's all sorts of cool stuff there to give us some support and some love. And find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash thinking outside the long box. Um, we are... Like at a hundred and fifty or just over? I forget. Uh, just under hundred. Just under. Oh, okay. So yeah, check us out. Give us a like and a subscribe, and hit the little bell to get notifications. All of that shit. Uh, you're probably watching this right now on that. Don't be lazy. Push the buttons. Uh, <laughs> other than that, give us a call nine seven zero five seven three six one four eight. You know, we joke fairly often about Michael Kirk, and you know it. <laughs> It was tragic that he died. <laughs> it was tragic the way in which he died. But he died doing what he loved. Midgets. Till next time, I've been game. <laughs> I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. You guys have a good one. <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye.